Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Andrew Washburn. And I'm Jen Swift. And this is the Craft and Culture Podcast. Craft and Culture is a podcast dedicated to helping worship and production members refine their technical and musical craft and develop a thriving creative culture in their church and community. Each of us has a part to play. You and I both build the kingdom with our craft and our culture. Well, hello, Andrew. Hello, Jen. (laughs) Hey, you survived the first round of questions. Yes, I did. Made it out alive. How are you feeling? I said alive. (laughs) (laughs) How are you feeling? We're not editing that. How are you feeling for round two? Round two. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Let's do this thing. Last time on the podcast, we asked Andrew, you and I, listener, we asked Andrew some questions, frequently asked questions around tech and production, and he mm-hmm. does not know what we're about to ask him. So, nope. But you're feeling ready. Hope this goes all right. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. This is, this is my favorite question. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. You're... The, way, the, the way that you you're... just said that. That a was nervous. That was a deep fear. You could hear that. Okay. What was wait a minute. I don't know how to read questions. What was your funniest tech fail in a service? Ooh, man. We all have them. We all have our funniest fails. tech fail. Yeah. And while you think about that, I will just tell you, listener. It is so helpful when you can laugh at mistakes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not everybody does. You need we need to laugh more at our mistakes. I don't laugh enough. At Take myself. it seriously. Learn, correct. Like that's also important. Yeah. But personally, it helps so much if you can laugh at it. Well, honestly, the f- the first thing that comes to mind, I was actually, it's kind of a sound thing because I was doing it in a mic, but I was leading worship and. I I don't remember the song. I don't remember what it was, but whatever it was, I was I think we were building into a chorus and I kind of held the last note of that I don't know, pre-chorus or whatever it was and we were building. <laughs> and our drummer our, our drummer just did something really funny in the build and I it just caught me off guard. And so as I'm holding the note, I'm like, ha, 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 and like laughed as I was singing. (laughs) I've done that. And and like everybody saw, like everybody knew what happened. And so as I'm like, I was continuing to hold off laughter, but I was smiling as I was singing the chorus after that. And then like a bunch of people in the crowd were just laughing because they they realized what was happening. They knew, yeah. It just totally caught me off guard. I know. A tech one. A tech one, man. Tech ones don't honestly usually feel very funny. To no, me, they're not. <laughs> still, uh, I mean, oh, okay. Here's one. I was drumming one time, mm-hmm. and we run tracks. Okay, I know where you're going. And so I, I'm sure I have a better one, but this I can't think of them right now. But a couple times over the years, for whatever reason, it happened where the cables must have gotten switched, or something wasn't routed right on the computer, or whatever, and I would hit play for a track and we call it we call it siri but like the voice that gives you the cues and the click and everything that's what was going through the house and yes. not the actual music yes and so we're in this that's you know, my worst nightmare we're in this soft like worshipful moment and it's like 
one, two, and like counts us in in the middle yeah. of that. Oh man, it's a mood killer right there. I was just thinking about, <laughs> do you remember the time when, um, I don't remember when this was or why it happened exactly, but it was like something was going on with our computer and it was scrolling through every slide in ProPresenter yes. really, really fast. And I think it was something was like leaning on the space bar uh, Yes. So they had, there was like a stack of a couple things in like a drawer or in one of the cabinets, like storage cabinets, somebody had put a Bluetooth keyboard back there. Okay. And instead of connecting to the Mystery one that was at person. the computer, it connected to that one for whatever reason. Maybe yeah. the batteries were low, so they swapped. Oh, I, I, I don't know. But I remember I was on, I think I was on stage for that as well. See, I think all these things are happening when I'm yeah, on stage. Yeah, we, we were both on stage and we yeah. could just see people's face in the it congregation so and then a bunch of movement in our tech booth. Oh, that yeah. was what I, that's what I saw. They did not know what was going on, and we figured it out after once they finally got it to stop. But I'm pretty sure we went through every slide on our whole service presentation, like I think probably at least two times. Which was a lot because <laughs> we have like pre-service slides, sermon slides, every song lyric mm-hmm. slide. So everything, and it's, it's like doing it on the screen the behind us. It wasn't just like yeah. we're just we could see it. Um, We've yeah. had some fun lights ones. Yes, we've had some fun <laughs> stuff. One that also, again, I was on stage for. Luckily, this is a good thing that I'm saying this because since I've taken over as production director at Hillside, I feel like we maybe haven't had as many of these really big, f- funny things. Yeah, which is maybe nice. But I don't know. We it's had memories. somebody. We had somebody <laughs> call. Yes. Uh, our worship pastor FaceTime at the time, call. and they Facetimed, and we. And the Wi-Fi what didn't get turned off before service on the laptop, and that's the one we were playing tracks through. So nice and loud in the system, the ringing happened. We answered it, and we're like, "Hey!" Because at that point, it had already like killed the mood. They answered. They or no, I think they hung up. Uh I think that's what happened first. Our worship pastor had it by him, I think, and he like turned around and hung up. Well, then they called back and did a second time. So this time we answered, and Kara was on stage. At one point, she leaned over and was like. Hi, you're yeah. ruining our service. <laughs> it it was really like I I don't know what it's like to hear this story because we lived it. Yeah, it's really funny now, and even uh-huh. in the moment, it was pretty funny. Like mm-hmm. the congregation wasn't. I don't think the congregation was like, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible," no, or like no, no. Yeah. maybe even listening. It's like these things are my worst nightmare. But actually, <laughs> in this particular case. It it was just kind of funny, and it in it part funny, it yeah. was because of how it was handled on stage. Like, it, you guys were la- I wasn't on stage for this. I was on the floor. Yeah, you guys were laughing and just calling it out. You know, yeah, like, we were so caught off guard we that you couldn't fake it anymore. In it you together. had to go. Yeah, I I can remember some lights things, like some lights freaking out and going off, and that That's kind of true. stuff too. That's a tech one, which. I don't think I was in the booth for on this one, but we had our lights and still to this day, I don't have the answer, but we have some lights up above our stage, above our main screen. And they just decided to not want us to control them. And they started flashing different colors. And once it started, we had already done. Yeah. We had already done our whole first service. We did our whole worship set. Once we got to the sermon of the second service, they just decided to do this and we couldn't turn it off the whole time. So we actually have video of poor Pastor Eric trying to speak a serious message and 
different color flashing lights behind them just the whole time. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty nuts too. So with all these things, they're super funny now, but what do yeah. you learn from these moments when things fail? Hopefully how to handle them if they ever happen again. <laughs> yeah. So like the lights thing, I still don't know the answer. Why in the world they do that? Um, but they have done it again since then. Luckily not at as bad of times. Like sometimes I'll walk in during the week and they'll just be flashing a little bit. And I'm like, I right, but like don't the, understand. But the, I've learned what to do in the in the moment. If it does happen, I know what to do to handle it and like turn it off. More yeah. There's always a the Wi-Fi thing, right? Like the FaceTime call coming. Yeah. So we're pretty diligent about <laughs> turn your Wi-Fi off. Or there's yeah, nothing yeah. worse than a like a ding coming through mm-hmm. from a text message or something because the Wi-Fi isn't off. But also think like how, how even internally, like mm-hmm. have you learned anything about those moments can be so stressful. Have you learned any resilience in that or like? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that I really try to be, do and be as a person, as a production person, just as a leader in general, is I want to be able to be somebody that brings peace into stressful situations. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not always the best at that, but in moments like that, I've definitely learned freaking out and getting really stressed out only hurts really. So keep your cool, lead your team well. Don't lash out at somebody if they hit a button on accident or if they put the keyboard, you know, in the drawer and something's hitting the space bar and making all the slides go like, don't lash out at people. Just right. handle it smoothly because you also want those people to be able to walk away and not feel crushed. Yeah, it's it's definitely an opportunity. However, you as the leader is are responding is essentially how you respond is how they're going to respond the next yeah. time. So you do this way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm a little like ball of stress in these moments. I'm trying a to get ball better. Of stress. <laughs> but you're very calm. Like the thing you said, you totally bring peace into situations, which is really great. And to have that balance is super nice. Yeah. yeah so, a bit of both. okay, here's another fun one. Another fun okay. question. Stop sighing like I just don't know what's concerned. coming. I'm trying to prepare myself. I think you're going to really like this one, okay? okay? What are some char- characteristics of the ideal tech team member? Oh, so man, that's So if a great you question. could build your own tech team person, like the ideal person, what are the characteristics they would have? I knew you'd like that question. Ideal, obviously, I would love whatever spot they're in. So let's just say, uh, for right now, like, let's just do sound. Mm -hmm. Like somebody running sound. I would love for somebody to be an expert or a professional in that. It's really cool. We've actually had some people that have had experience professionally doing some of these things. Um, But somebody that's that high caliber also unfortunately it doesn't always stay long term because God calls them to other things and like they keep growing and you know, whatever. So we've had some people come through that are really good, but then, you know, sometimes God calls them elsewhere. But I would say that I would say the attitude of, I just want to help. I'm down, you know, whatever you need. I'm here flexible with their schedule. You know, obviously I don't want to abuse anybody's time all that stuff. So like you don't have to always say yes to your planning center requests, but what I try to do is can I get you like once a month? Is it like, is there a certain week that works? Like however I have to work it, but just consistency. 
and like the attitude of some of the things we've talked about culture wise, you know, here on the podcast, like they're engaged, they're really leaning in, they, they have ideas, they bring those ideas. Um, they're a team player, you know, humble, all those things I think could really make, but they're good at what they do at the same time. Sure. That's like the ultimate thing. And you're not saying that you wouldn't take someone who's not an expert. No, of course not. So I have a follow-up question to that question, which is, would you rather have an expert who's stubborn and inflexible or a novice who's flexible and hungry to learn? Easily the novice that uh, is flexible and hungry to learn. And why is that? Because if you want to be the best at anything, you have to be flexible because you're never always going to get it right. So if somebody is stubborn, not flexible, and they think they're always doing something right, whatever church they used to mix at or whatever production studio they used to work at might not be how we do things here. But if they're stubborn... We're never going to be able to get what we're actually needing for this specific place. We're not going to get it right. Sure. And it's just going to be a fight. And it's stressful. And it's annoying. But somebody that's willing to learn, if you have you know just the basics down, we can build off that. But you're flexible and you can learn to, to have expertise where you're at. Sure. Because you have to be able to do it right where you're at. I could go to another church and how I mix is really not going to work over there. It's just because... That's kind of like what we do here. Yeah, I I think I really love in general, whether you're an expert or a novice, that you have a hunger to learn and grow and make something the best. And Mm -hmm. so what matters to me is obviously putting putting on a good service, but then kind of taking the long view for whatever we're building as a church, like it is really beneficial to have someone from the get-go, who's willing to change and adapt with the technology that changes and adapts mm-hmm. yeah. and the church that changes and adapts. So I think that's, I don't know, I just think that's, I want both. Super important. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. And if if you, some people, you know, some of you guys know me and you might not know this about me, but one big pet peeve that I have is when people aren't willing to admit that the, them just maybe they're wrong. You know, like if somebody throws out an idea and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. But like, I've done it like this. What do you think of that or whatever? And they're like, no, that's wrong or whatever. I That's that's like a big pet peeve well, of mine. <laughs> it's so the, hard. The thing to talk about with that is there's so many different personalities mm-hmm. and so many different experiences. And so what we have to do as leaders and team members and whatever is also understand that and we've talked about this before on this podcast, like empathy is extremely, mm-hmm. extremely important. Yeah. So it's important for us as the leader when we're getting frustrated with someone who's like not wanting to bend or whatever mm-hmm. to try to understand their experience and then and enter into it. But for it's sure. also important for everybody and every team member to empathize with other experiences than your own and especially yeah. the congregation because we're not serving just one type of person. Mm-hmm. So that is frustrating and also requires the empathy from us and then it does require empathy from them. Yeah, and there's never there's never only one way to do something. Like you can make a vocal sound good in multiple ways. You can shoot really good camera shots in different ways with different That's techniques. True. So insisting that your way is the only way and the best way, that like that'll get on my nerves so yeah. fast cuz I'm like, yeah, but 
there's this person over here who does it and their stuff looks great or sounds great too. Like how it can't just be the one way, you know? And what there are industry standards. Yeah. But those standards also change. Mm-hmm. And those things become popular, less popular. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, here's the standard for right now. And what you have, especially in a church, but in business and other world contexts, you have multiple generations coming together, yeah. multiple mm-hmm. styles, multiple personalities. And so it makes that kind of complex and difficult to work through. And I think we as a team are still trying to figure this out, but are also very aware of we want excellence. We do have a standard. We're setting a standard, but yeah. we also want people to be themselves. Yes. So we do yes. give a little bit on personality and preference and how they play electric, you know, or mm-hmm. how they play drums or and how they mix sound. Like there's certain things that we try to set the same and certain things that we're like, yeah, let's let's give a little on personality. For sure. And I think that's how we can become the best version of of this team. Yes. Is by not just saying this is the way to do it. But it's just, you know, like in the Bible, you know, you need the nose, you need the ear, you need your hands, you need your feet, you need all the parts of the body. Yeah. And they all bring different things and have different uses and different ways of doing things. So, And it's important to value, again, for us as leaders and for uh, and working with each other on a team to have value for the way that God's wired someone and what they yes. get to contribute in their uniqueness. Very important. And then it's also important on the flip side as a team member working with a leader or something to have value for the fact that this person is called like this leader has been called in this moment in this time for a reason and so there's yeah. times i'm gonna have to submit even though it's not i have a different preference totally. and so it's those relationship dynamics just get really interesting and require trust and room on both ends yeah so yeah it's a great question it's, yeah we just launched right into that one yeah let's keep launching it's a full blown podcast on that one <laughs> <laughs> okay Here's one of the questions I get a lot or the conversations I get a lot with other churches, worship leaders, senior pastors. A lot of times they have their first question when it comes to the tech world is about equipment. Yeah. What equipment to use? And I'm not, obviously you probably can't give a list of things now, but what's your process in philosophy around equipment usage, purchase, Mm. All that kind of stuff. Well, it always helps to know what budget you're working with, obviously. That's how my brain works, at least. Uh, If I can know what I've got, I I have a list of things that I want to put my whole budget towards for the year. So if I can kind of look at, okay, I've already gotten this, this, and this knocked off. I have this much allotted for this thing. That gives me at least a bracket to work within. And then... I mean, unfortunately, it can be a little bit daunting, but just researching, you Research. know, ask questions, um, reach out to other churches around you, anybody that's maybe in that field that you know, just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's kind of what I've had to do. We've upgraded some things. Um, sometimes there's brands that are just solid. Like yeah. a lot of our video stuff is a company called Black Magic. Mm-hmm. So if I ever have to get anything, I usually will just start there. And if it works within the budget, I know their stuff is super reliable and I know I can go with it and it'd be good. Yeah. Um, so it's always good to learn those those brands and things like that. Um, 
but I usually will try to start with, okay, what are we ultimately trying to do? And then what are the options? Mm-hmm. Take in all the options or at least several. You know, you don't have to have 20, but get three, four, five different options if you can. And then look at your budget. What's your actual goal? Is there something that that is more conducive to your specific situation? And it's not, it doesn't have to be the thing that the big church down the street has, you know? Sure. But what fits, again, just for your context and what you're trying to do, stuff like that, I would say is some of the thoughts that I, I try to run through. Yeah, I, I definitely see you in multiple layers of conversation around equipment. So you're talking to the companies that are making the equipment or selling yeah. the equipment and getting their perspective and having they compare you know, with you products you talk to other churches you talk to other team members you talk to other leaders and then there's also the does it match like does this equipment match and work with the rest of our equipment like that's a big deal that is to really think through you can't think through products in isolation Mm -hmm. or programs in isolation you got to think about how they fit with everything else and then long term like Mm -hmm. is this really going to get me am i gonna have to replace this really quick or is this going to get outdated really quick yeah one thing that i try to do sometimes just depending on what's out at the time maybe you can't do it but can i give myself room to grow as well yeah with it also being in my budget don't spend an extra thousand dollars if that's not in your budget just so you have room to grow Mm -hmm. but if it fits then you know like what comes to mind for me is like video switchers. There's so many different kinds of plugs and cables. We've used certain kinds and we could change those, but working with what you've got now plus room to grow would be something that I would look at. Like, yeah. oh, we use these connections. That's a good point. Room and grow. there's a couple extra slots for one day when we get some more cameras or whatever. Trying to think of all those things in the whole picture, like you're saying, is super helpful. Yeah, we also try to repurpose things. So if yep, we're upgrading if we something, we try to either sell it or like give it away or update another ministry, help another ministry get updated. So yep. there's a lot of thought that goes into equipment purchase. Yeah. And it it I get asked this all the time about process. It's, it can be really, really daunting and overwhelming because there's so many choices and Sometimes you feel like you've looked everywhere and you can't find what you need. But I would just say keep hanging in there. Keep asking around because it's usually there somewhere. Ask around. That is such the right move. And we also try really hard to make sure that we don't have equipment just sitting around not getting used. Yeah. That that doesn't feel like good stewardship to us. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's why we give it away or get rid of it pretty quickly. Um. Yeah, it's another good question. You got some really good questions on this. I got some this. good questions. Wow. Okay. Here's the last one. The last one. Last one. Okay. I'm going to miss this. Just, this has been fun. <laughs> this is just a pretty general question. <laughs> okay. So you can take it wherever you want. But okay. if there was one piece of advice that you feel like every tech team oh. member should know, what would you say to them? What advice would you give them? I think. Gosh, man, you really wear the pressure of these questions. I Let me tell you this what. Right. Uh, Science, wedding, all <laughs> of it. 
<laughs> I would say, um, don't wear the weight of the world on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, have patience with yourself. You know, I kind of said that in some of these questions, but yeah, just I would say be teachable. Continue to, if you have any resources where you can watch what professionals are doing and stuff like that, take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we subscribe to a website called mxu.com and they are amazing. And so like just recently I reminded our team like, hey, remember we have this subscription, take advantage of it. And I mean, they have all kinds of things on there. Um, there's we can so link many. it in the show notes. Yeah, we can put that in there. Uh, what we like to call YouTube University. <laughs> You'll learn all you know all kinds of things. So just be patient with yourself because you can find answers. Sometimes it takes a bit of digging, but you can find the answers if you're stuck on something or if you need something, you can usually find it out there. Um, but don't wear the weight of the world on your shoulders because ultimately the main thing that we're even doing this for is so the gospel can go out. And yes, maybe there's an issue with your live stream and maybe it doesn't get to go out that day. But ultimately, people are still coming to your church. People are still hearing the gospel. And we just want to make it as good as we can. Mm-hmm. So have some patience and like don't wear the weight of everything because it's God that does the work. It's not you. Like that's you good. don't make people's lives change. It's him. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think you're not asking me, but I'll ask myself, Jen, what's the biggest advice you <laughs> give? <laughs> I think I would say to any and all tech team members, my advice would be to make it family. Yeah. Make your team I love that. A team mm-hmm. and family. I think I see most often tech teams operate kind of a I don't know, out of a little bit of isolation or yeah. oh it's because mm-hmm. there's again, there's so much to that world. Um they can get pretty like head down focused and then you miss the person to your right or to your left or you miss the worship team or you miss the senior pastor, you miss all these people. Mm -hmm. And I would say, make it family. Like you do a really great job of this, of circling that team up on a regular basis on Sundays and maximizing what time you have to like connect and laugh. And even though there's a lot to do, you make it feel like family. Good. And you did a great job at all these things we've talked about. I'm really honored to work with you and now be podcasting with you. Yeah, who'd have thought? <laughs> who'd have thought, man? Who'd ever thought we'd be doing this? So thanks so much for taking your time and answering questions. And yeah. if you have any more questions for us in tech or worship, you can ask us on our Instagram page. You can just send mm-hmm. us a mes- message. We're Craft and Culture Podcast yep. on Instagram. We'll put a link in the show notes as well. You could like and subscribe yes, to please. this podcast. Leave yep. a review. Follow along on the journey. It would be so wonderful. And I think that's it. Oh, I got one more thing. Oh, okay. I got our song of the week this week. Yes. Are you ready for it? Let them know. Okay, this song of the week comes from a gal named Raquel, who awesome. is awesome, on girl. our teams here at Hillside. She serves on... Like our main worship team, and then in our youth and young adult worship team, she's a great, great singer. Yeah, and she's a Bible college student and a just great person. Fun facts and single. <laughs> so she'll okay. love that when she hears this. Yes, but she will. Love you, Raquel. So the song that she chose is "I Won't Move" by Life Church Worship. Very, very sweet song. So go check that out this week. 
Yeah. And we will catch you next time on the Crafting Culture Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Later, guys. Bye.